Hi, and welcome to Brave Feminine Leadership. My name's Bianca, and I'm the Senior Bravery Development Manager and super lucky to be working alongside Melissa Hamilton at Brave Feminine Leadership. In this conversation, I had the pleasure of talking with our talented graduate, Cookie. Cookie and I met earlier this year when she completed our Get Your Brave On Mastermind. Listen to how she got her brave on. All right, well, let's kick off with what is it about you that makes you interesting? I think what's interesting about me is I'm, I'm love to always learn new things. So um, I like to know a little bit of everything. So usually when someone talks about a topic, I always have um, either some kind of knowledge about it. If I don't, I'm very intrigued to learn more. Um, so um, I would say what's interesting is just my ability to, um, I don't know how to kind of package that, kind of absorb new things. Have you always had that curiosity? Like have you always, even as a young child, have you always sort of been that curious creature that was like, what is it that I can learn? Yeah, when I like, when there's something that's a bit challenging, I don't kind of see it as like, okay, well, you know, I won't bother with it. I'm, you know, when I was a kid, for example, I love playing with things like Legos and puzzles and things like that, things that don't make sense. And then I build it into something that does. Um, so that's a very, like, that's a bit of an analogy, but that's exactly with everything that I, I do. And even when I learn new things, things don't make sense at the start, but I see that as like, oh, it's a little puzzle for me. And then I try to make sense of it, try to learn about it to create a picture. Um, and then I then love to then teach that to others and help them. So um, I don't know if that's an interesting fact, but I just like to kind of piece things together. And then what I love is then sharing that new knowledge with someone else. With the love of sharing knowledge, is that, um, like, I think you've, you've touched on it before about um, being part of the Google development programs and things like that, facilitations and things like that. Is, is that is that the only place in which you are able to do that sharing of knowledge or is it outside the workplace as well? Mm, I would say like it's in all aspects of my life. So, yes, I do have specific programs when I'm a facilitator, but even within my role, um, I've taken on some like mentor roles as well where I help in the new starters or where I'm able to create like a better process on something. I'll help to scale it outside of work where I, where I have hobbies. So for example, um, I love like two of my main hobbies is I love reading and also love plants. Mm-hmm. Um, with my reading, I actually have like um, an Instagram of books that I've read and like what I love about it, my recommendation, my thoughts. So these are the kind of like things I, I like my other kind of ways to share knowledge. Same with plants, like a lot of my friends come to me and ask me things and I'll share it with them. Um, so, yeah, I will say in all aspects, I'll try to find some kind of way, even if it's not proactively, but people then come to me and ask me for some of my ideas on things that I do feel very passionate about. And with your Instagram, is that is that like a, a separate one to your personal one or is it your personal one? that you're Yeah, yeah the book one is a separate one, purely just for books. It's called um, Read With Cookie. Perfect. <laughs> 
Awesome. How long have you been doing that for? Um, probably about a year and a bit. It was, yeah, definitely during COVID and I was just reading more than usual. And then I was just like, you know, every time you read, you just learn something. And then I usually just like talk to whoever I'm talking to at the time, but hey, I've just been reading this book. You should read it too. It's great. Blah, blah, blah. And I just find myself talking about it so much. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to make a post about it and then just tell people whoever's interested or not interested. At least I have my own catalog of books. <laughs> um, yeah. Is it a specific style um, or genre or anything like that? Or is it is it um, anything or is it down a particular path? It's anything that I'm reading, but a lot of it is more around self-help books um more like learnings and things like that but I do read a bit of like novels to just kind of break it up but a lot of it is more self-help stuff yeah okay yeah. so it's definitely that sharing of knowledge is definitely your power yeah <laughs> desire with it um awesome so let's take you back a little bit um and we talked we touched on a little bit about or I sort of brought up about whether or not something that started when you were younger what shaped you to be the person you are today? What shaped me to be the person I am today? Um, I would definitely say my family. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason why I think it's um, they are, they've taught me like just um, I think they've, they've taught me more to be like how, how to, um, they, they taught me like the bigger lessons in life. You know, they equipped me for more like, you know, there's going to be some challenging times. And, and then when I do face challenging times, what is it that I have to look out for? I have to remember my own strengths. I have to embrace my weaknesses. I have to remind myself that, um, you know, from failures, there's things to learn, focus on um, the good stuff. I feel like all of these lessons came from my family at a very early age um and I think that also fed into my curiosity to learn because they never mm -hmm. said like oh you're bad at this don't do it or like you know you're you're not talented don't do that um they've, they've always been like okay you, you can't do this now like let's what's the first thing you need to know they've always kind of walked me through those kind of steps and I think that really helped with just building my approach on things and now as I've grown older I've just learned that it actually applies to everything in life um yeah is that with like is it your parents mainly that influencing that or is it siblings or is it grandparents definitely my parents my parents have been my main main models of life it's interesting isn't it? my dad's a um he came out from Italy and his biggest thing mm. was like learn, 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 like you can't do anything less than learn. That's always been his thing for us. So even, um, you know, we might stuff up a, a couple of things along the way. So long as we never, not stuffed up school, but so long as we put in what we could for school and that was our, how it is our priority, that was anything else was okay. Like yes, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And that's the thing, like, you know, I've crashed my car as well and I've never been like, oh, my gosh, um, I can't tell my parents this. I always say, like, I need to tell my parents right now. I need my parents to help me. Like, I think they've always built this such honest and open conversation that if I found myself in trouble, I would firstly be like, I need to, I need my parents. 
um, where we've built such a strong trust. Um, and I think like, I don't know if it's the same with your Italian background, but I think this is quite special, especially because it's actually not that common in my culture to have that kind of approach. It was not common yeah. in Italian culture either. It's very, um, you know, it's very parent says what to do type of thing. And yes, exactly. It's very like just be tough, um, you know, work hard. Like um, there's not so much nurture. It's more like why did you do so much uh, bad grades? Do better next time. There's no kind of like walking us through it. But my parents have been very much like um, they, they, they always kind of, uh, been very good at like let's let's walk through why this didn't happen this time why some things we could do differently next time you know if I fight with my sister they'll sit us both down and kind of talk through like why did this fight happen what do you need to do differently next time it's not like both of you shut up go to your separate rooms you know like the, everything yeah. kind of came with like that communication yeah. style which I think is not very common in my culture and they did it quite differently and I think that helped a lot it's amazing it's fantastic because it is like you said yeah, life yeah. lessons <clears throat> excuse me pardon me life lessons that they're teaching you there whether they knew yeah. or didn't know but I mean it sounds like they did like they were pretty clear into what they were yeah. doing yeah because I know for sure that they didn't have that kind of upbringing from their parents like my my parents would have been different uh, my grandparents would have been different to them yeah so I don't know where they learned to teach us differently but they did <laughs> Maybe it's about the opportunity that they both were given um, to start afresh and see what that is. That's what I think it is with my dad. I certainly look to uncles and that might have also come, you know, from the boat and um, very different the way in which cousins are brought up. So, yeah, I think it's maybe That's what they've Yeah, opportunities with it. Now, um, let's talk about your career. So talk us through the journey of Cookie. Um, that prior to Google, Cookie before Google, and then how Cookie came to Google. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I actually started my career in FMCG. Um, so I worked at Procter and Gamble as a yep. grad, probably uh, like eight years ago now. <laughs> um, so I, I studied in Melbourne, and then when I came out of university. Um, applied for a few jobs and then there was one that gave me an offer to move up to Sydney to work for Procter and Gamble. Um, um, interestingly enough, I actually studied commerce and law, so it had nothing to do with FMCG, nothing I studied for, but that attracted me the most. So I decided not to go with the big banks or the, the big fours and um, went with that role. Um, so I moved up to Sydney and I started at Procter and Gamble um, First as a rep on the road, you had to do your time on the road and really learn things from scratch. It was really difficult kind of first year to just kind of, you know, come out of university and then you're kind of thrown out to, to the road and do some cold selling, learn the ropes of what sales is really, really like. Um, so I did that. I know it was quite intense. Um, did that and then I moved um, into more like account management roles within Procter & Gamble um, and then slowly I moved into more a market strategy and planning role. And I did that for about a, a year or two um, before I really then um, stopped to reassess like, okay, I'm four years into this industry now, 
industry now, I've done this role for quite some time, what's next? So I was kind of reaching out to see what else was there. And obviously when I looked at, okay, what are the companies I would want to work for, Google being in many people's top interests, um, also kind of was something that I was really interested in. Um, for me, like people and culture is everything. And I just see like if Google's always been seen as a company that's like seen as the best of the best, like that should be a company I should look to then. Um, so I applied for a sales role for Google um, and it moved along um, pretty seamlessly and I came through. Um, so I started working for Google about four years ago. Uh, sorry, less than four years, about three and a half years ago. Um, and it's been great. Um, the people and the culture is definitely what they say it is. Um, it's been amazing to be able to like have a career, but also feel like I have a platform where I can have, where I can build my personal development, have room for me to think about what are some other ways I want to contribute to like the community, the society, like Google actually allows us to do that, having time to like participate in these sessions, like with the Brave Feminine workshop, like these are the things that I probably wouldn't have access to if I was in some other companies. So being able to get that has been amazing. Um, but yeah, so I've been at Google now for three and a half years. My current role is um, client lead. So I work with um, one of the big traditional media agencies. I partner with them and their biggest clients. Um, we work through what strategy could look like, um, joint business plans, and really develop like a strong um, long-term relationship with both the clients and the agencies together um, to make sure that they are using the best of Google solutions, um, that they have everything that they need um, from a Google side of things. Awesome. So, I mean, to start off your career and just to apply for a job that had you moved to Sydney straight off the bat out of uni, um, yeah. was, was that in the plan? Was it I need to get out of Melbourne or was it? Um, yeah, so... Um, <laughs> so it's more for a personal life so um my uh my now husband boyfriend at the time um actually moved to Sydney um so when I was applying for jobs I was actually applying for both Melbourne and Sydney funnily enough um the PNG role was actually for Melbourne but once I applied they said hey we actually have another opening also in Sydney are you open to moving and I said, okay, <laughs> if you're moving me, then fine. So, um, yes, yeah, so they moved me up to Sydney. So it just worked well. <laughs> worked Fantastic. Out well. Yeah. Like it was meant to be, this pathway, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, um, so obviously, so we, we're hearing like you're curious, which which came out in, in the workshops when we're talking through. Um, you're curious, you're probably a little bit risk adverse if I like listen to your story and things like that, which is fantastic. So with when you've been at Google for the time you have been and known as a platform and um, a few weeks have gone past since where you last talked and what you've been doing, what what's the, is there any difference between your life at Google pre previously and where your life is now at Google? Mm. So I know it's only been a few weeks, but um, I've definitely been a bit more intentional about, okay, what is my plan for the next 12 months? Because I had time to map it out with all of you. Um, I mean, even from the session itself, I already 
started a few next steps that is still being carried through now. Um, so it's definitely changed. I mean, yeah, my day-to-day -day is still the same, but my perception of where I need to be in the next 12 months is so much more clear. Um, I know where my bigger conversations need to be. I know who I need to be talking to, what are the networks I need to build to get me there. Um, and these are some things that are just like, sometimes when we're in our day-to-day -day world, we just don't have time to do so or have time to even think about how to do it or plan. So just having those few weeks with you just saved me so much time in the long time in the long run, to be honest. Now I'm just like, okay, that's done. Now I know what I need to work towards. So I would say what's changed mostly is um, my shift in um, thinking. Yeah. And just having that plan now, I know very clearly what I'm working towards. I sort of had a plan before, but now it's clear of what it is. So when you say that shift in thinking, is that something that you used to think like and then work or life just overtook it or is it something that's new for you? Um, I would say it's more conscious thinking. Um, yep. So, for example, there's a, there's, a few, um, there's a few things I mean by that. One is like, for example, one of the action items that came out of my plan was what's something I'm doing for myself every day. And then to this day, I'm still thinking, oh, what did I do for myself today? Maybe some days I forget, but most days I still remember to think about that question. And then I just um, try to do something for myself. So it's just like it embeds into my everyday thinking. And then secondly, um, the shift in thinking of instead, in, instead of letting my day-to-day -day run my life is then to have my long-term goal, then I can design my day-to-day -to -day towards that. Yeah, okay. That, that long-term view can then decide my day-to-day -day, whereas I felt like before was very much like just get through today yeah. and then the next day and then the to-do list of every day but now I kind of have like no in a year's time I want to get to this role so then that's why I'm setting this meeting next week with this person that's why I'm working on this project because it's going to get me closer to that thing it just makes more sense and how are you feeling with being more intentional about it I feel more confident. Um, I feel um, the confidence is definitely key. Um, I feel less razzled in terms of less overwhelmed by the so many priorities. I think now I'm yeah. like, okay, but will this, I mean, obviously we still got our day-to-day -day priorities, but in terms of like, if my manager was asking me, hey, can you take on this new project? I would then be able to think, okay, will that project get me to, is that linked to something I want to do? If it's not, then I need to just learn to say no and say like, okay, but I can't do this because I've got something else. You know what I mean? So I think it's it's definitely helped for me to be more confident in voicing things because now I've got a clear idea of what I need um, and, I'm, I, and I can ask for it and I know what I can say no to as well. Have you had to say no? Um, I, I said no to myself, like in terms of like there's things I want to take on. I'm like, oh, I want to do these projects. And I'm like, no, actually, I'm not even going to suggest that I'll do that project because actually it doesn't deliver anything for me. So I stopped trying to overcompensate by trying to do too much. Yeah. 
Right. So I haven't said no yet to someone, but I have said no in my head to, to the things that I would <laughs> like proactively say yes to. I will let someone else volunteer for something if I'm thinking that I won't take this one on. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so with with sort of like we're, we're all our conversation today, like talking about um, your plans, you're moving to Sydney, and then okay, I've done enough in this industry, I'm going to move to the next industry, which is where you are now within Google, um, and then being quite deliberate in your learnings and desire to learn. Um, we know you put your hand up for the program, and um, but mm. what was going on around you to go, yeah, I need to put my hand up for that program? Mm. Yeah. Um, I think there was two things that stood out to me. One is just always been passionate about personal development so anything that would give me more tools and resources to get there I'm always like going to put my hands up for it but apart from that the second thing is really I felt like I was a stage of my life where um I progressed through it's been great now I want to take like an even bigger step um I want to move on to more like a leadership role and that's where I'm like stuck on like how do I ask for it how do I show that I'm ready and these were the things that I felt like the program was able to help me discover um so those things really stood out to me um yeah I would say those two reasons so um can I ask just from a uh just to understand so um it was sent to you in, in an email of this is what the course overview is. So I think that's what we provide. Is that you got the overview and that's where you yeah. made the decision from it? Okay. So in the overview, you might not have this detail on hand. Was there anything in there that you sort of went, yeah, that that's absolutely got it for me. That's what's resonating with me? Yeah. I'm just trying to like, I remember that because we had the um, brochure, I think that was probably the same brochure that you. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, so it was saying this program will be suitable for um, early, mid-stage of their career, so about five years' experience. I was like, tick. Um, and then the topics covered around... Uh, I also really liked the idea how there was um, the, the people that we were going to meet. So there was highlighting of, like, you know, you, you get to talk to, like, the head of marketing of a startup and all these kind of different facilitators and these are the kind of net like these are the kind of people that I want to hear from yep um so I think that actually really stood out to me understanding oneself and goal setting to attain your highest potential like I think that is like well that's exactly kind of what I need and then what was so I know that you you're saying to me that you you through the course you definitely got that was there anything else that you went oh that's a bonus that that was an unintended outcome that that I found positive or negative? Yeah, well, I I think reading this, um, the description, I thought it would be more about just focusing on the leadership, like unlocking your leadership potential um, as a main focus. But I thought it actually went like so many layers deeper. <laughs> like um, just like understanding like why, what are the things that's holding us back? And not just the why, but like, why why and why like we're getting really deep into like why is that why is that and then I remember when Mel and I had our one-to-one -one, she was like like 
asking me why and why again to I get to like the core of everything, which is beyond Korea. A lot of this could could just come from just young, being like when I was younger or just environment or people that I've been exposed to in the past or maybe had a one bad manager experience and then think this is going to be the case for the next time. And then they just kind of scarred some other experiences. And then, you know, it's just like um, how deep we go into some of these conversations was actually beyond my expectations. Um, even though I know it was going to be a small group, um, the amount of like kind of sharing that we got to do at an individual level was actually also more than I I thought um so even though if it was a group thing it felt quite like it almost felt one-to-one -one. Like oh yeah okay time and, but. so the sharing was a positive thing you, you're meaning because you've got the space oh, to actually talk oh yes, yeah. yes, yes. oh yes I meant that in a positive way I mean even though it's a small group I felt like there was just so much stuff I got out of it on my own like it didn't feel like because of a small group that I was like oh like I didn't get to share what I thought at all anything like that and, and with just on that you mentioned about um how you've got things outside of work so which is great to hear so it's have you always been a person that's um had I've got work and then I've got or has it been I've got work and then I've got you sort of deprioritize some of the things that mm. might be around you yeah I think it's definitely a bit of like a sometimes I'm like Oh, work and life and all these other things but sometimes when things can um you know when it comes to for example maybe like it's close, closer to a promotional period I'm like it's all about like work and things like that I'm definitely more conscious now in the last two years to be like no it needs to be more of a balance and um work does not dictate who I am as a person either um so I don't it it's definitely much better to view it that way because if something bad happens with work it doesn't then define who I am outside of work um yeah, so it's really important to make that distinction um so in short what I aim for is to have a more well well-rounded kind of life where work is an element of my life um and that's why I think it's important that I have the right balance of like making sure that the work that I'm doing, the career that I'm I'm trying to, um, it, it, the the goals that I'm trying to achieve, also aligns with my personal goals. So what I'm saying is, like for my career, if it's a leadership role, the things that I want to learn are also skills that I would take on to my personal life. Um, it all kind of interrelates. And is there something that happened that made you go, "Whoa, hang on, I need to stop and look at the way in which I'm." balancing out the different facets of my life mm, yeah I think like I mean similar to a lot of people in the last few years it's just like just health in general I just feel like health is something that we have and when we have it we don't think about it but once we don't have it we suddenly can't think about anything else because we're just like you know health is the most important thing so um learning from past experiences not so much in google i've had it before in my other work where i've like experienced like health issues from just working too much just knowing that that's not good for the body or for my mental state um i think these are the things that's definitely become more like conscious of in the last two years in particular being at home being alone being being my head more 
you know, more thinking to myself. Um, you can like, I think I've also said that I'm a bit of an overthinker. So having more time to think on my own can then, um, you know, I know I can definitely overthink a lot if I was left to my own thoughts. So being able to find outlets of being able to read and do all these things to learn from it and just to um, label the feelings that I'm having helps so much and seeing how that really helps me um, and how that changes the way I think makes me know that that's something that I need to continue or want to continue. And have you got things in place to make sure that that continues as we get to some sort of normality as we keep going through? Um, I think you'll need to adjust when we start to go back to a bit of normality. I'm already trying to understand, like, okay, how do I recharge at a social level? Um, knowing that we need to go to work three days a week, I already can anticipate that I'll be probably exhausted um, in the other days. So I need to start thinking about, okay, what are the things I need to, more importantly, what are the things I need to do for myself every day? Okay, the action plan that we had and making sure that I am continuing to doing that. How do I um, say no to social activities if I'm too tired, don't feel like I need to FOMO. Um, I'm already starting to build that and I have been building that. Um, but I've also noticed like, so I'm starting to go back to the office about once a week now just to start building that. Um, I have started to notice like, oh, some of these things where I'm like, you know, um, uh, for example, I went back to the office and we spent a whole day where we were brainstorming as a group. And then by the end, I was like, so tired, <laughs> so tired. <laughs> you know, when you're like in a group scenario and you're trying to brainstorm, you're all trying to like actively give in ideas and still give other people time to give their ideas and then you're trying to like collaborate and then look at everyone and oh my gosh by the end I'm like I'm so tired <laughs> and then, you know, yeah and then people are like oh let's go for drinks let's like do this afterwards I'm like I'm gonna go home <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay it is true isn't it exactly. that's okay and it's acceptable exactly. okay yeah yeah, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go home and hug my dog. <laughs> just do that. And, um, I just, but I feel like the normal, not normal me, the, the me before maybe like, yeah, push through, go for drinks, you know, like socialise, don't miss out on this. Like, now I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to be that into it anyway if I went and I'm just forcing myself and I'm not going to love it. And then so might as well just save all the energy, recharge and then go to another thing next time. Yeah. I, I, it, it's very powerful to actually say no um, to something like that. Like it is, not that, not that it makes you feel like you're power over people. I mean, for yourself, like it, it's very powerful and um, it's almost like you need to thank yourself for doing that for yourself. Like it's like your, your brain, once you say no, you can like hear a whisper saying, thank God that you said that because I really couldn't handle going out. What's different now? Like, because I assume some of your managers are still the same, people you're dealing with are the same. So what's different now for you? Um, I think previously I go in asking. <laughs> I would ask, hey, what do you think about this? And where it switched was more like, no, it's now I have a plan and I'm telling them this is where I need to be and this is where I'm planning towards. Um, 
and as a manager, <laughs> let's build a plan together to get me there. Um, that switch, again, it's that switch of like, before if I ask and they say, oh, no, no, you've got plenty of time. I just kind of like, oh, okay, all right. And then I just kind of leave it as is, or I kind of already foresee all the reasons why they would say no. And then I just don't push the conversations or, um, yeah, I think before I, I let all the, I already think of all the reasons why I wouldn't be able to do it or why I wouldn't be able to go into a role anytime soon before even having that conversation. And when I do, I kind of go in not confidently and kind of knowing that they already say, they already say one thing to shut down. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, I'll leave it as it is. Um, but then now, um, just knowing how to change the way to have that conversation after saying that, after having that conversation with Mel, and then I had the conversation with my manager the next day, it actually was very eye-opening for me because when I told her, like, this is why I need to be, this is what I'm doing, and this is all the things I'm planning outside of my career that, that I'm planning for as well, very open, very like, certain and confident, she actually said to me, like, I'm glad you shared this with me. I agree with you. There's, these are the things we can work on together. These are, the, like, she was on board, and she was actually appreciative that I was so clear so if I'm hearing right, the difference mm. is that because you, I think you said um, just earlier when we were having a conversation that you weren't sure whether to share the other parts of your life um, to give yeah. them the full of your plans, whereas now you're like, this is actually my plans are and this is my entire life of which work is here and this is how we're going to get work done, that that, that was a bit of an eye-opener, that, that that was a critical piece for it. And do you think then... By doing that, that conversation of or that concept of being young um, is is moved because what like what do you think it is? What's the reason for that to be moved or changed? Yeah, yeah I think that's part of it. Um, the other part is really about like um, when I go with an approach of oh I want to ask for if I'm ready for a promotion. Um, I'm almost like not backing myself that I'm mm -hmm. already ready. Um, so I think being able to go in and show them like, these are the things that I've done, um, you know, like being confident with my abilities and backing myself first and then telling them like, um, yeah, sharing the broader piece of like, what is my, my goal? I think, Previously, I also had trouble articulating what my goal is because bringing back that element of being a people pleaser, I rather let them tell me like, oh, you know, you're really good at this. I think like, let's continue to build this with your skills or like, I'm like, okay, okay. Or like, you should work on these projects and then it'll help you develop these skills. I'm like, okay, okay. Without much of a goal in mind, like I'm just saying yes to everything. But now when I'm saying, okay, I want to become a manager, so I want to only focus on skills that help get me there. Um, and being very clear on the on where I need to be um, actually helps my manager to help me. Yeah. So, yes, I don't know if I'm going a bit going around a bit, but I think biggest impact is being just clear on where I need to be, so that I'm backing myself, so that the people that need to help me get me there also are clear on what needs to be done. Everyone's helping me towards that one goal rather than um, kind of asking for help on 
but they don't know what what the ask is so they don't know how to help because I have no idea where I want to be. Um, what does brave feminine leadership mean to you? Oh, I think brave feminine leadership means um, uh, it's a community where we unlock each other's potential and empower each other to grow. Um, and really develop, um, I don't know, I think unlocking our existing potential is the huge thing for me. Like what it means to me is just like, yeah, like just making sure that we empower each other to, to get there. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and can I poke and say, where's where? To get where, sorry. Sorry. Oh, um, to... To get to like, I think brave feminine leadership is really unlocking our potential, empowering each other to achieve um, our goals of whatever it may be. So I think all of us had personal, like very individual goals, but being clear on what that goal is and then um, not only knowing what our goal is, but then how to get there. Right. And would you consider yourself a brave feminine leader? Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. I am now. <laughs> you are now? Is that I am now after doing uh, the course? Or is... <laughs> I, I am and always have been, but I am, I now know for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to quote you on that. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so now that you've been through the program and I know that you said you'd be an advocate for the program also internally at, at Google, if there was three words or how would you talk to your colleagues about what they would get out of the program? Yeah. Um, uh, well, so far how I've been telling everyone else is um, that I've done this amazing program. It was only for four weeks, but the benefits that you get out of it is like, well, like more than the next 12 months, you come out with this amazing plan. You're clear with your goals that you want to achieve and how to get there. Um, and I think um, what I've been telling other people is like, you know, how um, sometimes we just have a lot of ideas in our head and things that we want to do, but we don't know how to execute it. Well, this helps you to get there. Awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you. It's been fantastic oh, to hear um, your feedback. I feel like it's been really like, oh, good. Okay. Because the, the other things, your your definition of brave feminine leadership, you know, that's like um, our, our vision and our mission and that sort of thing is to um, inspire 100,000 women. That's our minimum goal. <laughs> Um, and so to hear to hear that that we're achieving that um, in this conversation is it's, it just makes me makes me go yes I'm doing the right thing here it's great thank you yeah for sure you've definitely touched my life so I have you ladies to thank you and honestly it's been so great it's been such a great way to kind of kickstart my year awesome thank you very much for your time I know it's precious um, and your honesty that's been that's been that's been phenomenal. Thank you. Thanks, and thank you for the opportunity. 
Wow, I just love Cookie's thirst for knowledge. Our masterminds are not just one-off courses. We believe in long-term connections. So it's exciting that I get to continue talking with Cookie and regularly hear how she continues to be intentional with her career. Are you being intentional? Pop over to our website and see how we can work together. www.bravefeminineleadership.com Thanks for listening.